0: Welcome to Chi Alpha at the University of Virginia. This podcast is a collection of messages designed to help you grow in our three anchors of real devotional life, real community, and real responsibility. We hope that you enjoy this message and that it encourages you in your spiritual growth.
1: First thing I want to come out of my mouth is that of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. His compassions fail not and they are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same thereof, our God's name is worthy to be praised. So I'll bless the Lord at all times. God's praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord and the humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt God's name together. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and they are And at the name of Jesus, every knee, I'm just talking Bible, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Anybody believe that Jesus is Lord? Yeah. Yeah, he is Lord. He's Lord over everything. He's Lord over my mind. He's Lord over my circumstances. He's Lord in the midst of pain. He is Lord. And so it is an honor and a privilege To be back here uh, with you guys, Uh, I'm I'm telling you, you're right. It was right before the pandemic. Who would have, I mean, we could not have imagined what we would be dealing with the last two years, right? (laughs) But um, Pete absolutely is, um, oh, Lord, a a tear just scurried to fall. Let me tell you something about this man. Um, I've just been through a very rough season. Uh, since the pandemic and it's funny you know you you talk about friendship and community and a mentor said to me a couple years ago he said tion aside from uh he said there are two things you aside from jesus there are two things you can't live without aside from jesus he said money and friendship he said but only one of those make you rich Aside from Jesus, there are two things you can't live without: money and friendship. But only one of those make you rich. And can I tell you that I'm rich because I have a friend like Pete who can contact me and speak life into me and encourage me? And man, so I just want to publicly thank you, brother, um, for loving me in the, in the midst of all of this. Um, amen. Amen. All right, now. Um, just in case you don't know, I'm, I'm a black preacher. So, uh, if you talk, the more you talk to me, the quicker this will go, (laughs) the quicker this will go. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you, uh, you know, um, talking back does not make you more holy. It just helps the black preacher. So every now and again, I need a couple, can, let's everybody do this. Just, just nod at me. All right. Okay, cool. Somebody shout amen. amen. And then somebody, somebody give me a wave. I need you to figure out which three, of, which one of those are you going to do throughout these next, <laughs> these next couple moments. Amen. Would you stand with me? Let's go to the word of God. I feel like God is going to bless us tonight. I'm going to go to the gospel according to John. Gospel according to John. This is going to be a, um, probably a very familiar passage, but I don't want you to get caught up into the familiarity of this text, okay? I want you to be open to what the Lord has to say because um, when I was praying and spending time in His Word, uh, it's funny. I, I just believe that before God will speak through you, He'll speak to you. And, and so as He was speaking to me, um, I was like, ouch. And so you might feel a little ouch tonight. But but I promise you, it's it's going to help you. It's going to help us. It's going to to help us. But John chapter 15, um, starting with verse 1. And it says this, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. This is verse 2. This is where we're going to spend some time later on. But he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. I want y'all to remember this. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. And you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me As I also remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, it's Jesus talking, and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 2 says again, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. Thank you for gathering us today. Lord, because of your providence, we are all here. And, Lord, we need a word from you. So, Father, I pray as I always pray that you increase as I decrease. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you give me an anointing that will destroy yokes and lift burdens. Lord, speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, speak to our souls. Lord, we need you now. Father, if it's not in my manuscript, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that you put it in my mouth. And so Lord, I decree and declare that when we leave this place, we'll leave with information for our heads, inspiration for our hearts, and implementation for our hands. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. It's in the name that's above every name, Jesus the Christ. Amen, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in God's presence. I want to I want to just speak to all of us for a couple moments with this thought in our minds, the right connection. I want to talk about the right connection. One thing that I know to be true, Pete, about Jesus, in addition to him being the savior of the world, Jesus was a master communicator. Of course, we, we know that Jesus often spoke in parables, and so he often used the things of that day to give us or to give them his context, revelation, to challenge them, to inspire them, to help them understand something deeper about who he was so that their life could be radically changed. Parables help those uh, Jesus was speaking to to understand spiritual truths by using everyday objects and relationships for their day. And so I was thinking about a revelation that I got when I was using my my laptop. One day I I was on my way to a meeting and I was preparing to leave my house and I had quickly picked up what I thought was my power cord to my new laptop. And I picked it up because in my haste, I assumed it was the right one because it looked exactly like... The cord I had been carrying. So I plugged it in, I plugged the cord to my laptop when I got to the meeting. And while the meeting was in motion, I realized that the life of the battery was steadily declining. And then my laptop eventually died. I was frustrated. But when I got home, I realized that what I had picked up was the cord to my old laptop. And my old cord was not designed to give my new laptop the battery life that it needed to survive. Then it dawned on me. That is what's wrong with the culture that we are currently living in. We have a culture, y'all follow me that is seemingly overconnected to people places and things that have a certain look but don't possess any power we have a culture that is overconnected to people places and things that have a certain look because of prestige but yet it lacks power we are unconsciously connecting to things that are polluting us instead of pushing us towards Christ. And so I have a question for you when you think about your relationships and your friendships, generation Z. Do your friends encourage you or hinder your walk with Christ? Do they encourage you or hinder your walk? Christ, and the reality is, we live in a culture that fosters twenty-four-seven connectivity. Everybody in this room, you have a device, your cell phone. Now, I, I'm an iPhone. You got an Android? I'm gonna pray for you right now. I'm gonna rebuke you in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm not talking to the Android users. I'm talking to my. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> connectivity. But here's the reality. We live in a culture that is over-connected but under-functioning. Which raises the question, are we connected to the right source? Because nearly all of the information in the world is literally in our pockets. We're over-connected we're under functioning how do I know that because uh, can we I just want to talk about um, how we have evolved I want you to understand how we have evolved with our connections over time Uh, I'm probably going to date my age here but um, do you know in, in, in 1993 the first internet browser was called the mosaic in 95 there were literally only 600 websites in the entire universe Y'all can visit 600 in an hour. In 96, this crazy thing called email arrived on the scene. In 97, and let, let me see if we can go here. In 97, the Nintendo 64 came out. Anybody know? I'm just saying, I'm, I was a beast. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, what is Nintendo? What? Who is that? In 98, Google was invented. Before 98, nobody ever Googled anything. In 99, do you know nobody ever texted before 1999? In 04, Facebook in my space, and my, my young people say Facebook is for old people. But in 04, I literally, I was in college. Uh, when, when Facebook came out, you had to have your email address from, from your college in order to be on Facebook. That was in 04. In 05, YouTube was invented. In 06, Twitter came on the scene in 07 here we go the iphone came out in 10 instagram 11 snapchat 16 tiktok was launched was launched here's the thing we are becoming more and more connected to so many different things and to the world and to social media and less and less connected to our savior And I would argue we need Jesus now more than we ever have before. And again, we have a culture. For many of us, we have a a full news feed, but yet we have an empty heart. Our news feed is, is full. We can continue scrolling, but yet we have no peace. Your Instagram is popping but yet your prayer life is lacking. Amen, lights. <laughs> so because of how technology has evolved, we have a generation that has a difficult time, Pete, making a distinction, y'all hear me, between theology and technology. Can I, we, we and, I, and I'm guilty of it too. We have a generation that has a problem making a distinction between theology and technology. See, because technology is designed to give you what you want when you want it. You can Google anything. What's the best barbecue? North Carolina barbecue. You Google that. I promise you to say it. <laughs> technology is designed to give you what you want when you want it. But theology, it comes from two Greek words. Theos, meaning God, and logos, meaning the study and teaching and word. And etymologically, theology means the teaching concerning God or the study of God. Which means theology is God is designed to do what God wants to do when God wants to do it. Technology gives you what you want when you want it. But when God is God and he is God, God's decide, I'll do what I want when I want to and will you trust me? And we often struggle, Pete, because we believe God is like Google. We treat God as if God is a genie in a bottle. So God, I I, I desire this, I want this, and, and, and I'm not saying that we should not we should not communicate those things, but Proverbs 19:21 says that many are the plans in a person's hearts, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. So, Lord, I have I have plans, I have desires. And what I've learned, Pete, is that I have to learn, I, I have to, I have to live my life with open hands. And say, Lord, this is what I desire, but God, if it's not my will. If it's not your will, God, then I want I want to trust you even though I don't understand. Because God doesn't mind you asking. But the outcome is in God's hand. And so what I want you to understand tonight is that when we don't when we don't trust in God, what we do, we try to connect to things and and and, and we try to we try to outrun God. We entrust our lives and our minds to temporal things more than we trust an eternal God. And so we have to get to a place where we believe and declare that even when things are not turning out like how we want them, even though when things are hard, the Bible declares that some trust in the horses and some trust in chariots, but I will trust in the name of the Lord. And I, and, I, and I just, I actually just wrote this because on my way here, can I tell you what happens with some of us? Some of us, um, we, we, we have hit a dead spot. On my way here, I, I was calling my mother and, 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 and I was having a conversation with us and then uh, with her. And then all of a sudden, um, I think she was in the car as well and she hit a dead spot, right? And we lost connection. And she called me back few minutes later and she said son I hit a dead spot but I got my connection back and I don't know is there anybody other than me that has ever hit a dead spot in life anybody ever hit a place where you like I just I just I'm, I'm I'm trying to put one foot forward but it seems like I can't I can't move forward I'm trying to do what God has called me to do but God I feel like I'm in a I'm in a dead spot And we have to be willing to tell the truth. We have all hit dead spots. And if you have not, you will in this thing called life. I hit a dead spot the last couple years in my prayer life, in my my time in the Word. Some of us, we we, we hit dead spots when we gossip about other people. We hit dead spots when we we don't pray like how we should. But what I love about my God is that he always gives us those two inseparable twins, grace and mercy. So when I lost my connection, God never lost connection with me. That's the kind of God that we get to serve. The right connection is what will keep us in the game when we feel like giving up. And that brings me to the text. I'm almost done. That brings me to the text. Um, um. In John 15, Jesus introduces this figurative statement as an explanation of his identity. He he introduces this figurative statement as an explanation of his identity. And this is not the first time in John. We see, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. But then Jesus says, I am the true vine. So as I was sitting with this text, I I asked, well, Jesus, why must we stay connected to the vine? And here's the first point. I got one of two points that I want to encourage you tonight. Why must you, why must we stay connected to the vine? Point number one. The vine is the source of life for the branch. Therefore, you must abide in the vine. Say that again. The vine is the source of life for the branch. Therefore, you must abide in the vine. So, understand this. Follow me. The vine was common in Palestine. The vine in antiquity was the source and sustenance of life for the branches. It was the source. The vine was the source and the sustenance of life for the branches. And the branches had to abide in the vine to live and to bear fruit. It is is symbolic of belonging because branches belong entirely to the vine. And if branches are to live and bear fruit, they must completely depend on the vine for nourishment, support, and strength. I said completely depend on the vine. But yet many of us, and I'm guilty of this, we fail to depend on Jesus. We depend, I think my brother was talking about, on our own intellect. We depend on what we think is right. We depend on other people's opinions, but how many of us really depend On Jesus. Because the reality is. Every culture points to certain things. And says this. If you gain those. If you acquire or achieve those things. Then you'll have a self. Then you'll be valuable. What sources are you connecting to tonight? Instead of being attached to the true vine. Here's the reality. Some of us, we've made vines out of people and or temporal things. Some of us, we've made a vine out of our education. Others, we've tried to make vines out of our popularity. We've tried to make vines out of our fame. We've tried to make vines out of personal skills. We've tried to make vines out of relationships. And it never fulfills. Because none of these things can sustain or bear fruit. Because the true vine is Jesus Christ. And Pete, I was, I was, I was convicted in my time of prayer. I asked, I asked this question. I said, God, what if I held on to you as much as I do my career? And things and dreams and my reputation. How much better would I be? How much better would you be? So, Kai Alpha, basically what I want you to understand tonight is this. You, you can make it without IG. You can make it without TikTok. You can make it without certain relationships. You can make it without a 100K job but you cannot make it without the vine. You can not make it without the vine. And here's the reality. We, we want the benefits of being connected to Jesus. We want love. We want happiness. We want peace. And we want, we want joy. But the problem that I see is that we want the joy of the Lord, but we don't want to submit to the Lord of the joy. We want the joy of the Lord, but we do not want to submit to the Lord of the joy. It says something about, if we really trust the one that we sing about, the one that we talk about, or are you trusting in you? And the second thing Texas Taylor to teach us, here we go, this is where I want to be. This is, this is where some of us, we're going to have to deal with some stuff. The, the second thing is, why, why should we stay connected to the vine? Well, the vine will help you endure going through a city called pain. We say that again. The vine will help you endure Going through a city called pain. Can we put the verse back up there? So I don't want y'all to think I'm crazy. Can we put, because I'm going to show you. Um, Verse 2. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. So there's a cutting. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. (laughs) Any branch that does not bear fruit, he cuts. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So my question is, as I was sitting with this text, so if you don't bear fruit, you get cut. And somebody already said it. And pruning, watch me, in antiquity, it involved an even sharper knife. And in order to be pruned, you had to be cut. And the reality is, as I was studying this, pruning is a perpetual process. It's going to happen all the time. So if I don't bear fruit, I get cut. And in order for me to do, to bear fruit, I still got to get cut. Now God, now bruh, now bruh, (laughs) bruh. (laughs) <laughs> so it sounds to me that no matter the process, you have to endure a season of pain. <clears throat> In other words, can I help you understand something? Being connected to Jesus does not dismiss you from painful seasons. Let me help you, Generation Z. Being connected to Jesus does not dismiss you from having to endure painful seasons. But you have to continue to abide in him because he's the one that will help you survive. The reality is you will experience heartbreak and heartache and I, and I know this is not popular because we live in a culture um, that, that presents this cotton candy gospel that looks good but, but has no substance. Where if you follow Jesus, everything will be all right. You have this sunshiny, all these sunshiny days. Can I tell you that is totally antithetical to the gospel. In fact, Jesus said in John 16, in this world, you will have trials, not you might. You will have trials and tribulations. But what I love about Jesus, then he said, but be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. So it might be painful, but I promise you I got you. You might not understand it. But if you, if you remain in me, if you abide in me, if you rest in me, I promise you, I'll show you things that you never thought you would, ab- you would be able to understand. No matter what, the branch, he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. And can I tell you what our prayer should be tonight? Lord, cut me so that I can be fruitful. Lord, cut me so that I can be fruitful. And I don't like it, God, but I know that I can't bear fruit without going through a pruning process. And there is some stuff. Ah, I feel God in here. There is some stuff in T.A. Williams, there's some stuff in you that has to be cut tonight. Musicians, you may come up. There's some stuff in T.A. Williams, there's some stuff, there's some stuff in you that has to be cut tonight. So I'm I'm asking you tonight to examine and to do business with yourself. Because I had to as I was preparing this message. Lord, you're telling me that in order for me to grow, in order for me to see fruit, you're telling me you got to cut me. Lord, I don't like this, but I'll trust you. So bitterness, cut it out. Pride, cut it out. Anger, cut it out. Impatience, cut it out. Being judgmental, Lord, Lord, cut it out. Unforgiveness in my heart. it out. Being unloving. Cut it out. Hatred in my heart. Cut it out. Lord, if that is hindering me from being closer to you, I want you to cut it out. What is in you tonight that needs to be cut? What is keeping you from moving forward in God? Some of you have held on to a facade and to what your family wants you to be. Tonight, you need to cut it out. Any ism, classism racism sexism it needs to be cut out lord i need you to cut me so that i may grow everybody standing feel the anointing in here. Nobody knows but you. The areas and the things in your life that needs to be cut. And some of us, we've tried to run from God. We've tried to run, run away from it. And so I'm calling all of us to a place of Repentance. say, Lord, I'm sorry, and I'm turning away from it. And So, Lord, whatever it is that's behind me that needs to be cut, I'm giving it to you. So, we're gonna, I'm gonna, you can do this at your seat, you can come to the altar, whatever you need, if you need to kneel, if you need to do business with the Lord now, and be honest with him. Here's the thing, We're so used to putting up a a facade for people. Sometimes we, we, we do the same thing with God. As if God can't handle all of you. And I want you to understand that God can handle all of you, everything in you, all of the mess, all of the stuff. God can handle it. If he can handle the cross, he can surely handle your sin. He can handle your issues. He can handle you. I'm kneeling, I'm saying, Lord, I'm sorry. I need you to cut me. Cut me. The stuff that's not like you. Cut me. So for the next minute or so, if you want to come to this altar, if you want to kneel at your seat whatever you got to do, don't worry about who's beside you but I want you to move now. The Lord is speaking to you. I want you to move now. And let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. There we go. That's right. That's right. There we go. Let's, let's, let's do business with God right now. Cut, cut me. Cut me, Lord. Cut me. Cut me. So I can bear fruit. I can't do this life without you. Because apart from you, Lord, I can do nothing stop hiding you're no longer hiding you're no longer hiding whoo I feel the burden removing yoke destroying power of God I feel the burden removing yeah you know what's been holding you back You know what you've been trying to hold on to. I heard the Lord say, Give it to him. Lord, we're sorry that we haven't trusted you like we should have. We think we know best. there are areas there are areas in our lives I'm tired of hiding them from you oh he's here he's here he's here he's here he's here on this Monday night He's 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 here he's here he's here the surgeon is here the surgeon is here do some cutting on my heart on my mind he's here I sense the Lord just walking and just cutting some of you you've been weighed down and where the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty. The weight that you had on this altar, I pray over, I pray over you now. It's been released. Shackles are being released. Ernest those things that you haven't told anybody about. the pain, the questions needing clarity. God, I pray for you right now. Pray for a release in your spirit. Let him do surgery on you. Whew, Jesus, I feel the power of God. Let him do surgery. Let him let them do it. Let him do it. Let them do it. Let him do it. Men of God, let them do it. You don't have to fit in. Cut that away from you. Lord, cut it the desire to fit in Lord you're calling these men of God out to stand out to be men of valor to be men of integrity such a sweet spirit in here I wish y'all could see what I see tears that I see the the, the things that are being cut that I see in the spirit (sighs) and I promise you when you leave here tonight you will not pick it back up Every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he's, he prunes. Oh, I know, it's, I know it hurts, but I promise you, it's for your good. All things work together. surgeon is here I'm telling you the surgeon is here Jesus says come unto me all who are weary and heavy spirit and I'll give you rest and many of you you have been so weary you're going in a fall weekend to your break you're going into your break you thought you were going to go in with this heaviness, but I decree unto, unto you tonight that because you have come to Jesus and said, Lord, I want you to cut me. That which you thought he was taking with you no longer be a burden. Father, we seal this time. I don't even know what to do from here. We, we, Lord. Some of you, you've been going to cohorts, you've been going to meetings, and you're just like, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm reading my word. I believe, but help my unbelief. house with believers, but I feel alone. There is a release tonight. Father, we seal this. the Master Surgeon. You know how to cut us and sew us back together again. Lord, while this may be painful, it's necessary. And the fruit that Chi Alpha will be able to receive from this, eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the great things that God has in store for Chi Alpha and those who are attending tonight Father keep cutting us
0: Lord you are our source of life and Lord thank you that when we do get pruned it's just for more life to be able to flow and i pray that as we go through this week that more life would flow more of your life would flow through us that we would look more like jesus that we would glorify you more fully because of your work in our life and your life flowing through our life for we are the branch and you are our vine Thank you for bringing Tion to us tonight. We pray a blessing on him. Blessing upon him, Lord. Bless him. Jesus. Amen. Tion, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, too. Thank you. Well, for the benediction, may God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and turn His countenance towards you. And may He give you peace as you abide in Him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's have a great week following Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Chi Alpha at the University of Virginia podcast. For more information, you can visit our website, x-a-a-t-u-va-a.com.